This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. It's the Christmas story that's blowing the whistle on the competition. Introducing the Elf on the Shift. The Intelligence Committee is dependent on whistleblowers to reveal wrongdoing when it occurs. The Elf on the Shift can find a way to put anyone on the naughty list. I want you to make up dirt on my political opponent, understand lots of it. And it's not afraid to share its notes with the big guy at the North Pole. What those notes reflect is a classic mafia-like shakedown. The Elf on the Shift. And I'm going to say this only seven times so you better listen good on sale now wherever impeachment fantasies are sold and by the way don't call me again i'll call you when you've done what i asked i believe that together we can make america great again oh girl look who's back look who's back in the hot seat jimmy fail is here everybody for another big week of everybody calm down chill out you live in the greatest country in the world the greatest time there's ever been to be here whether you're black white gay straight trans pokemon pikachu mario luigi there has never been a better time to live in america than right now and the bottom line is uh as we begin this episode today we will celebrate that fine country uh with a man who appreciates his hot freedom more than just about anybody else robbie suave Reason Magazine superstar. He's a libertarian. They're the fun people in politics. They don't care who you marry. They don't care who you bang. Drink what you want. Believe what you believe. They don't care. They just want the government out of their lives. Uh, And I love it. I'm I'm into that. And I'm into Robbie Suave because I'm kind of his TV stunt double in that we have a similar haircut, but he is the younger, far cuter version of me. I am essentially the behind the music Robbie Suave for that that sequence when he lets himself go and he's now doing cocaine behind a trailer and, you know, turning tricks for money. I would be that Robbie Suave. I'm kind of like the fat Elvis to his skinny Elvis with you, Will. So he'll join us shortly. Uh, Producer Sean Barry, of course, going to be here in a second as well. And uh, I will tell you, we begin today. Uh, I'm always celebrating America. Uh, But today we celebrate our sponsors, the good folks at the Michter's Distillery. Who I say this all the time, there's not a better sponsor on the planet, not a better whiskey on the planet, not a better group of people on the planet. They're the manifesto for this very show. Like I say this all the time, we don't care if you're Republican or Democrat, just don't be an asshole. That's what we say, we say it all the time. And uh, one of the manifestos I'm frequently saying is like, be a Michter's guy. Which, And what I mean by that is just treat people good. They treat people so good. How good, you ask? How good, Jimmy Fallon? The other night... I came home uh, at the end of a stellar week of Fox News Radio. As you know, I host Fox Across America from time to time. 
kind of like a radio rescue dog looking for a forever home. Every once in a while, somebody takes me out of the cage and plays with me, and I enjoy it. But I came home from last week's uh, shows with a nice holiday greeting from the people at Michter's who sent me 20 cases of whiskey. What the hell did you just say? What I just said was toga party at my house. My God, 20 cases. Now, it's there so I can, you know, send it out to guests to be like, hey, thanks for doing the show because we treat people right on the show. You know, we give it to Fox guests. We give it to our friends because we're classy. We're trying to, like, cultivate, trying to build a culture of cool people. But I got to tell you, man, when you're looking at 20 cases of whiskey in your garage, it really does. It feels like a dare or a challenge. There's just something about it that really does kind of really does kind of call out to you. So let's hope we can make it through this show uh, without slurring our speech too much. Uh, Because as we always say on Kennedy on Fox Business, it is 6 a.m. somewhere. So we'd be well within our rights to do some drinking. And I will tell you who is doing some drinking today before we bring on Robbie Suave. And it's the people who bet big on impeachment. You know, we're a sports show for all intents and purposes. We cover politics, but we don't care on the show. Like, I'm, I am not watching politics as politics. I'm watching it as sports. You know, so I will always tell you who I think is winning and losing and why. But I'm not shilling for either side. Like, I, you know, the last thing comedians should be in charge of is your vote. Like, bottom, it drives me crazy that we got to this place post-2016 where every comedian was on social media, you know, fancying themselves as an activist, telling Donald Trump what he was doing wrong, the government what he was doing wrong, how we needed to fix things in the country. I'm like, yo, nobody who gets paid and drink tickets should be weighing in on how to run the economy. You understand? <laughs> nobody, nobody comes from a broken home and sleeps till one in the afternoon and spends the vast majority of their adult life impregnating carpets in hotel rooms. <laughs> you are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. But seriously, that's a comic. These are people who smoke weed all day and spend their entire adult life masturbating in hotel rooms. They're only employed for an hour a day. They shouldn't be running the country. Do you understand? I agree with that. So, uh, you know, I hated when comics went activist, and I'm not one of them. I've, I'm way off the throttle. I lock my keys in the car twice a year. I went to community college. If I'm in charge of the country, we failed as a people. That being said, as a guy who covers sports, I am really laughing this morning at the fact that there's some new polling out saying that support for impeaching the president has dropped dramatically. Since these hearings began, since Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi and they started doing the whole, you know, we got to throw this guy out. It's an existential threat to our country. All of that stuff happened. Uh, the, the support is down. It's down to 47 percent, which means they're putting on the show. Uh, but their people aren't exactly. It's like the Playmobil movie at the box office. A lot of commercials, a lot of ads, but it hasn't actually translated into ticket sales. Uh, Robbie Suave. Editor at Reason Magazine, a fancy lad if ever there was one, a fine gentleman with a finer haircut. He is going to join us to explain why impeachment actually bombing at the box office. He's with us in a second on the Mictor's voice line when we come back on Everybody Calm Down.
Under the Dragon, because in the world of cable news, this next gentleman, probably the closest we have to a Bruce Lee, you know, a young Tai Chi fighting, you know, superstar. He's kind of like people always compare us, you know, aesthetically in that he's like the skinny Elvis to my fat Elvis version of him. <laughs> so if you're Bruce Lee, Robbie Suave, I'm the I'm the Bruce Lee you deliver takeout to when your career goes downhill. I'm the other Bruce Lee or I'm the Bruce Lee that delivers. But but good to have you back in the show, Robbie Suave. Great to be here. Good, good, good day to you. I guess so. Uh, here's something as a libertarian you might appreciate. Okay. Uh, my fine sponsors at Michter's Whiskey just dropped off 20 cases of whiskey at my house. This is a good story. <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs> That's it, huh? Great. Sounds good. <laughs> it's a good story that no one will remember the end of. Uh, yeah. But the point is, when I see you, I was instructed to, to give you a couple of nice Christmas presents when you're in New York next, because they love you on the show. How about that, Robbie Suave? That is awesome. The story just got even better. Speci- even better. Specifically. And they even said, uh, tell the good-looking you he does a good job on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I give you a bottle of whiskey and the middle finger all at the same time. Uh, what's going on down in the swamp, man? Did you have a good weekend? Uh, I had a good weekend. I just uh, took a scooter to work, as I do every day, and then it started raining, so I got kind of poured on. My oh, hair's Robbie. a little floppier than usual. I keep a lot of hair supplies in the office, obviously, <laughs> but not my blow dryer. That's going to have to change after this yeah, mishap. This, this is an outrage. This is an yeah. out. Don't forget, you've got a lot of closeted libertarians walking around <laughs> everywhere. you got Robbie. You're like the mascot for these people. You, <laughs> you, you can't let them down, Robbie. You can't no. let them down. No. Um, uh, to talk politics for a second, the impeachment numbers are coming down, Robbie. Forty-seven yeah. percent, according to the latest poll, now support impeachment. Why did it backfire? Is it because the constitutional lawyers were boring? Like, what was it? I think the yeah, the last panel, the lawyers was a terrible idea. It was just a terrible idea. I don't know what they were thinking. Like, of course. People are going to be more turned off having to hear these people lecture to them. Like these obviously partisan agenda people, which is fine. You know, it, it, like that's fine. But why were we going to have, to, you know, to have this hearing and structured in this manner? It made it sound like, okay, now you are delivering the verdict, right? Because mm-hmm. I thought the whole part of this process would was supposed to be these are just charges. This is not a trial. We're just bringing charges. So, you know, we're going to decide things in the Senate. But this was like, no, he's guilty. Um, <laughs> it, it would just, it was, it was bad. I thought it was terrible optics really bad it was bad it's hard it's but it's also like just hard to keep up with because it's so boring yeah. like even if you liked trump when uh the fellow was out there pseudo kind of defending him that it was boring too it's it's nobody yeah. wants to watch constitutional lawyers discuss the semantical interpretation of what constitutes obstruction it was a it was a toughie so i think that is what it is but they're going through with it right they're going to try to hold the vote this week anyway nadler was saying Oh, yeah. I mean, it's full steam ahead. You know, you can't uh, I don't think you can put the whatever the metaphor is, the genie back in the bottle, mm-hmm. the sins back in the Pandora's box. You know, your choice. You 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 go with whatever you want. It cannot be undone. Um, I've been reminded recently that all congressional hearings are just complete farces, no matter how well structured, though, because they are they're solely an opportunity like they're not serving any legitimate function of governance for the most part. They're serving the opportunity for members of Congress to grandstand, to fulfill whatever need they believe 
for for optics for their constituents, right? Or for for like you know fundraising videos. Or I you know I said the thunderously angry thing mm-hmm. I had to say. Then the cameras go off. Then they're done. Then, yep. then it just like it's just it's all for show. It's it, all for show. It really is like a ridiculous soundbite battle. And everybody, you know, the the line the other day that got the woman in trouble where she made a parent Baron Trump joke. Right. Liberals are so bad at delivering scripted lines. Do you remember when Tim Kaine at the VP debate was debating Pence? And he's like, America doesn't need a president who says you're fired. We need a president who says you're hired. And it was just crickets as far as the eye could see. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I was going to say I remember that debate, but I actually did. Who's Tim Kaine? That's what I always say. Who? Doesn't ring a bell. I can't quite recall. (laughs) That's a while. But, you know, Mike Pence, it was really funny. It was the one endearing thing I've ever seen Mike Pence doing the campaign yeah. trail uh, when the line landed flat and no one even reacted to it Pence goes uh, you and your running mate like a lot of them pre-did lines and it was so it hurts so bad as a comic as anyone who's ever forced a joke into a situation where it didn't belong it's the worst feeling in the world man. Oh, I see I don't like cringe stuff so I yeah. when it you know when jokes don't land for other people mm-hmm. I like it hurts me it's yeah, like no, I know I, I know I say this all the time to people it's it's like, you know, if you want to be an NFL quarterback, very similar to being a comedian in that, they always tell quarterbacks, sometimes on like third and 19, don't force a pass into triple coverage, just punt. And as a comic, like if the situation just isn't there for you to tell your joke, just don't yeah. tell it, dude, because you might have yeah. a great joke. You just might not have a look at the at the, at the the uh, end zone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Robbie Suave, now, we're, now we've gone from political pundits to comedy coaches. I like it. Yeah, yeah, we will. Yeah, let's do it. Especially because like libertarians, nothing offends you people, which makes you, which makes you. Well, and that's why I couldn't work myself up about the Baron. Honestly, like I, it It was a dumb joke. It wasn't offensive. I thought the right got a little, got a little, you know, reaching for their snowflake buttons here. Yeah, totally. Well, this is the thing. Nobody's actually upset. On either side, so much as they're just weaponizing the outrage. Um, But it it was like, yeah, it wasn't offensive. It wasn't like he called the kid a loser or anything. He just, she said, you can name your son a baron, baron, but you can't have a baron, whatever the hell it was. It was just a dumb flat joke. But you know what? She's probably gotten Def Jam applause breaks in the classroom with that joke. Yeah. And that's why she trotted it out there like, oh, we got this, girl. And it didn't quite work, Robbie Suave. So I'm excited. It's December. Um, There's things going on in Iowa. Joe Biden's yelling at people now. Did you see that exchange with the old man? He called him a liar. Yeah. Didn't he call him a liar and fat? Yeah. Well, he said, listen, fat. And I think he did call him fat. He, I think, because we played it on Kennedy like a hundred times. I wrote that script, and we kept re- kept replaying the video. And uh, he went back into the potluck dinner after this dust up and said, "I just want to clarify, I didn't call him fat. I said facts. But why would you say listen facts as you're addressing someone? I think he right. said fats. I think and, he had like two words in mind, and yeah. they kind of came out as the wrong words. Yeah, together. fat. He meant to say fucker. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you fat fuck. Well, like facts. Well, like that brain. Would it be funny if Trump? commented on the matter with you know this is really unpresidential you know this is not the kind of thing that flies it's beneath the dignity of the office I'm not gonna sit here I was really I I thought that was like one of the best ones and I I loved it because uh, it's like somebody puts these people up to it 
Like if you saw the woman who uh, there was a little kid who questioned Pete Booty Judge about abortion. Did you see that one last week? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. And like someone is obviously trotting her out there to do this because she's like seven. And she's like, I was watching the debate and you mentioned a woman's right to choose. I'm like, what are you yeah. doing watching the debate? And what, what was Pete's answer? Is it is it too late to abort you? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been Trump's. Yeah. That would have been the end of Trump's campaign. It's like, oh, I got to see some report cards. We need to make a decision here. <laughs> we need to make it. But it's like we're at that time of the year now where it's the silly season yeah. um, because the primaries haven't started. And what is funny to me, you analyze this and I consider you like for real. Like I, I, I love having you on because I actually consider you a rational human being and that you don't have an emotional investment in this the way I because I don't either. Um, right. It's like it's like none of this actually matters in terms of the analysis we're doing until someone pulls a voting lever or a caucus lever in Iowa, because right. once you get a result, it changes the entire narrative of the conversation. So this is just, I don't know, we're like basically scrimmaging right now. This is like NFL two-a-days, isn't it? It, it is to some extent. Although, um, you know, I think the media's spin is coming a bit undone because, you know, the, the left of center media was ready to christen Warren the nominee. Yep. They said, it's over. She won. She has it. She's got it a couple of weeks ago. Yep. And that was that was them spinning. And now you look at it, that I mean, that narrative really just doesn't hold up at all. And uh, I think so. I, I think they 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 uh, they kind of they kind of played their hand too early to use a yeah no they, they said no they said <laughs> metaphor it, day it, well in, I know it's a big day of metaphors well in horse racing Robbie they would say um, you went to the whip too soon and what that right. means is like yeah the jockey's hitting the horse before the stretch yeah she's going the other way um, yeah. you know the booty judge thing is great a surging you know in the two key early well. states yeah. uh, it would be really interesting because I do think. Somebody like him, I I actually think he could win. Uh, the only problem is he does look 12, and America doesn't want a president who has to get home from NATO before the streetlights come on. Like, right. it is a concern, you know? Um, but I, beyond yeah. that, what what are your concerns with him, black voters? Um, yeah, I mean, he ha right, he has that concern. I mean, he has the left hammering him right now because they hate him. They're so yeah. afraid of him. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, he looks pretty solid. I think we, you know, if I had to, to predict, I've long predicted Biden will have the nomination anyway. Mm -hmm. I kind of think we might be careening toward a, a Biden uh, Mayor Pete ticket would not would not surprise me uh, wow. in the slightest at I, this point. I, and I think Trump would actually beat them. I think he'd kill them. His voters are pretty passionate. Um, I would take him. I Trump might kill anyone, um, <laughs> or he might lose. I don't know. It's it's going to be close. Right. We're, we're a we're a very evenly split nation of rabid partisans yeah, it's, who it's, intensely it's, dislike the other tribe, and there's just about as many on both sides or in the right amount of states to make it, it a to make it a draw. So you know what? It's going to be close. It is, it is really funny to say that. Like, if you're a hardcore Republican or a hardcore Democrat, people aren't voting for Trump; they're voting against you. You know, yes. and vice versa. Yes. It is so spiteful right now. Everybody's upset. Yeah. I, you know who I blame? I blame Walmart. Let's pivot. Let's get away from politics, Robbie. Walmart is in trouble this morning because they were selling a Santa sweater that featured him doing cocaine. I don't know if you saw this, but it's my favorite story. It is my favorite story in the world. There's a Santa sweater. Well, how else are you going to deliver all those gifts? Yeah, Sean makes a good point, Robbie Suave. The guy's got to get around the whole world in one night. You know? Is it is it actually he's actually doing cocaine or just looks like he's doing no cocaine? he's got cocaine there's another one where like an alien is doing an anal probe of him which I I actually consider a little more disconcerting for the kids because <laughs> right. the cocaine you can pass off as snow 
Snow, yeah, you know, yeah. The alien yeah. butt stuff requires a little bit longer of an explanation. <laughs> yeah. Well, Santa, Santa just turned fifty, son, and there's an examination we all yeah. need to get. Um, it makes sense for Santa to be some kind of drug lord, though. I mean, the elves are are his slaves, right? <laughs> Happy slaves? I don't know. He, he's he's hoarding Let's reindeer. Give him the mythology of this Santa Claus thing. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know that it holds up. He doesn't, have to, he doesn't have to deal with the TSA either. Yeah, he's, he's got to work around with the TSA. Because think about Sean's point. Yeah, if all those packages just had to be pre-checked he's out a lot of money oh, yeah. christmas doesn't all right happen. you're only allowed to have four <laughs> liters of eggnog in this, uh, in this, yeah uh, yeah where are you getting that kind of liquid onto a flight santa <laughs> guy guy never had a chance my question to you is like when these um whenever one of these things happens like walmart got in trouble for what excuse me amazon got in trouble for one a week ago where someone was selling like some type of like auschwitz type like holiday ornaments for real it was like a real story but it yeah. always happens online which means it's like a third-party vendor right. that has right. a distribution deal so they're not like when people get mad at walmart this isn't actually walmart correct right okay it's just their site picks it up as part of their algorithm right. or distribution platform yeah i mean I'm sorry, yeah. somebody had to but okay it, it at some level, of course right? <laughs> but, well, yeah. but i don't but it would, would, would it be a walmart guy robbie or is there some distance for them between no, them and well i think can plausibly claim some is you know it's not the, the ceo of walmart didn't personally say yes let's put <laughs> I like it. santa <laughs> in the front row of our store someone said yes you know, but these things are all like I, I just I can't stand these kinds of outrages. Mm -hmm. I mean, even for the I, right, okay, they shouldn't sell Nazi ornaments or whatever. But sometimes, you know, people will get upset like, oh, you can buy like a Confederate uniform. How dare you? Well, some people do reenactments of battles, and it's it's not like <laughs> worshiping the Confederacy. It's it, it's it's educational. Uh, uh, but but oh no, everybody gets mad and they got to take them down. Like this stuff is so silly. It's silly. By the way, talking about Civil War reenactments is a great comic, a liberal comedian, uh, no fan of mine now that I work at Fox News, but Jeff Caldwell, a guy I love a lot. He used to do Letterman all the time. And uh, he said he uh, he does a bit where he's like, I recently performed at a Civil War reenactment. He goes, um, uh, hundreds of chunky, middle-aged white people running towards each other with bayonets. He goes, more casualties in the reenactment than the actual war. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> and he goes, uh, he's like, he's like, yeah, woman broke her ankle. Uh, they had to fly her off the battlefield in a helicopter. He goes, which was a refresher to me because I'd always forgot about the South's air superiority during the battle. Yeah. Pretty funny. <laughs> Jeff Caldwell. Um, but you're right, Robbie, that it's like a dumb outrage. It's a kind of outrage to me that I like to bring up and laugh at because it just reminds you how good we have it here. Nobody's sitting in Syria fighting over what Santa did on a sweatshirt at Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're making they're gonna the sweatshirt. They're going to be college campuses. They're going <laughs> to gonna be college campuses this month everywhere where they're warning the administrators are and professors are warning uh, people, you know, don't if you're having you may have a holiday gathering. Let's not let's be very careful and intentional about our language so that we don't, you know, further contribute to imperialism and colonialization. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Every every corporate holiday party now, they make you wear the, the ankle bracelet that parolees get. And it goes off if you're within like three feet of the opposite sex. Like, you're like, what was that? I think you're getting a text. They're like, no, it's my ankle bracelet. We're not allowed to dance that close. Yeah, it's a different world now. They kind of ruined it. Because I think, Robbie, I think the point of the Christmas party was that there were no boundaries one day a year. So everyone could get it off their chest. Everybody who worked together in close confines, be dirt bags. And then you'd all have a couple of laughs heading into Christmas. Like, hey, did you see what Simmons did with the punch bowl? You know? And yeah. uh, I feel like we've taken a step backwards by sanitizing the Christmas party. Where do you weigh in? I, I, I wholly agree. I, I'm, this is maybe not my number one issue, but mm -hmm. it's, it's in my top five as a libertarian voter mm -hmm. and libertarian advocate. Mm -hmm. You know, you put my people in charge 
We will make Christmas parties fun again. That is, that, there's no question there. You sure will. We're right back to that case of Michter's we were talking about earlier. Um, yes. Sure. Yeah, no, the libs throw down. You should be forced to have to check your cell phone at the door, though. It's, yeah, you know? that's the move. Sean yeah. makes a good point, Robbie. You drop off your cell phone on the way in, and the yes. only photographic evidence are from, like, that photo booth they rent out. There you go. So yes, yeah, we sh- do not do cancel culture here. No, sir. No, man. <laughs> no, they're going. They're going hard. Like, they are. They're, they're going hard over there, which I appreciate, man. We need more of it. I do think this, though, Robbie. I think the country as a whole does see it your way now. Like, I think, you know, people have seen how this is, like, kind of counterproductive. And, yeah. and most people aren't on bo- on on board with this. Um, so I think it's actually coming out a little bit. And I think in the next, like, year or two, I think we are going to see a shift. Because it's just too tiring to do this, you know, to be mad at everything, yeah. number one. And, and number two, like, life is so cyclical. Like, we just don't ever do whatever we're doing now forever, even if we think we're going to because of the immediacy of news. Um, so you see a depraved America right around the corner. Is that your campaign promise? Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope so. We just It's just so exhausting to be so angry mm-hmm. and looking for something to be outraged about every yeah. minute of every day or to be like, oh, there's a person. They seem nice, but, you know, what did they tweet 15 years ago? <laughs> Who did they take a picture with, you know, five years ago? Let me, let me do a quick little keyboard uh, search. <laughs> it's so you know, it's no good. It's so funny because I have a friend who's a comic who's on the verge of signing, like, a pretty cool deal. And uh, he had texted me about this on Saturday. And uh, he's like, hey, man, I'm working on something great. We got to talk about it Monday. I was like, absolutely. Uh, I said, what is it? And he said, let's just say it's good enough that I'm deleting all of my old tweets right now. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, like the Congrats. most. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, that is the most 2019 thing you could do as a comic. And, and that does mean he's doing something fantastic right. because, it, you know, they're going to go looking. But it's like, that's funny and sad to me all at the same time, Robbie Suave. What's become of this country? You know, you're not an old gentleman, but don't you feel like you're, you're getting to a get-off-my-lawn place? Yes, yes, I do. And, <laughs> and it's everybody, you know, and it's young people, it's old people. Like, everyone is kind of rejoicing in this righteous destruction of each other because it's so easy to do it. And it's left and right. Sometimes it's left and right together. I know. It's just, it's not, it's, it's a bad thing. We're past it, Robbie. We're past it. All right, one more story because people come on here. They don't want to hear Christmas stories and cancel culture. They do want to hear serious stuff out of you when you come on the show. Yes. Um, there was a Georgia jogger who slapped the female reporter's rear end on the air on Saturday. I don't know if you saw this, but a woman was doing a live shot. A guy ran by and smacked her on the butt and kept going. And this become a fad, Robbie, because like five years ago, there was a, a man who famously ran into a live shot and yelled, F her in the P. Oh, yeah. And it became like its own Epstein didn't kill himself and that people were doing it to live shots all the time. Robbie, as a guy who encourages hot freedom, and you really want everybody to live their best life. I don't know that you're going to endorse this type of behavior. No, but no, of no. course not. Of course, it's assault. <laughs> the guy should be in jail. Uh, but 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 given that uh, you you are someone who's who who often encourages people to pursue you know their best you know lives. Right. What right. is going through a guy's head when he slaps a female reporter on the butt before she goes on the air or while she's yeah. on the air? Yeah, I don't know. They, they must think it's funny. It's not funny. You it's should terrible. not do even the even the yelling something if you don't if you don't touch it. I mean, to some extent, I'm like, what live reporters? What are they doing? Taking their lives in their own hands? <laughs> Which is, you know, <laughs> like they're right in front of people sometimes. And like, how do you think? What do you think the people are going to do? But obviously, it's it's 
totally, you know, wrong to do that. And your your right to engage in wild behavior, you know, ends where where the lady's posterior begins. Right? You can't touch people uh, without their permission. Period. End of story. That is like the most cardinal libertarian belief. You know, it's my body. It's your body. Don't touch me. That's that. That's such a funny remake. This butt is my butt. This butt is yours. It's the Robbie Suave sing-along. Uh, no, I agree with you 100%. And the other thing is, Robbie, if you're going to go around smacking butt, like, don't do it on camera. Like, you did it on camera, you idiot. So, uh, it's going to be a quick trial. Yeah, I would think. Well, I think, uh, forgive me for this, but I think he's asking her uh, to turn the other cheek. Uh, anyway, oh Robbie Suave, a lot of fun today, man. I could listen. We we were entitled to one of those. I got twenty cases of whiskey in the garage. If that's the worst joke we tell today, this was a win for America. All right, sir. Um, <laughs> Who can disagree with that? Nobody, nobody at all. Listen, man, I appreciate you doing this. I'll see you next week. I got a nice Maker's Care package for you when we we get together. Can't wait. You there, have a good one. There he goes, everybody. Robbie Suave, so Bye, exciting. Robbie. Take care, Robbie. Bye bye, Robbie. Robbie, um, great one. I always like to drop one on him. Like, I do it to him on the radio a lot. Mm. It's live radio. There's millions of people listening. He gets so upset in the presence of an off-color joke because <laughs> he's like, you know, he's a great person. He is a, he honestly is like, he's too new to showbiz, so he's still a really good person. <laughs> he's like two more years in the business right. away from telling the joke I just told right. and loving it. He's not jaded enough. Yeah, yeah. he's like, oh, fuck these people. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. Uh, Sean Barry and I got some headlines to share with you when we come back. Producers of Love Actually comes the rom-com that's winning bigly at the box office. Donald Trump and Nancy Pelosi star in Impeachment Actually. This is a sham and shouldn't be allowed. The Speaker of the House will do anything to stop the president. I will hold six agencies of government hostage. Will her search for impeachment end up finding love? That is so ridiculous. Or will it go down the drain? People are flushing toilets ten times. Impeachment, actually, featuring Adam Schiff as the political matchmaker. And I'm going to put you in touch with Rudy. You're going to love him, trust me. And Rudy Giuliani as the political travel agent. We go to China. Where do we get to Romania? Rolling Stone calls it the funniest comedy since the Mueller Pro. You're talking about the witch hunt? And Hillary Clinton calls it the underdog story of the year. <laughs> Impeachment, actually. Another banner episode of Everybody Calm Down. Jimmy Fallon, Sean Barry, when we last met. Whoa! I saw Sean Barry Saturday night at a pajama party. Yep. Where I will commend you on this. You were not the drunkest person there. Oh, no. That was Jenny Fallon. <laughs> Jenny Fallon, wow! What was going on? You give a, you give a woman in her 30s, a mom with, uh, in her 30s, a sitter for the night. You better get out of the way, man. <laughs> Things are going down. We'll talk about it, I guess, on Friday's episode. 
But you guys were, I showed up stone sober Mm -hmm. because I was in the city working on like something, a very serious project for, you know, for my, for me anyway, like in terms of something I I cared about, I was excited about, I was working on it pretty hard in the city. And uh, so I, I didn't drink at all. But I showed up to a level of intoxication that after an hour, like it wasn't even an Irish goodbye. Like I didn't sneak out so much as I was like, no one's going to remember talking to me anyway. <laughs> so I walked right out the front door. It wasn't a sneak. It was everybody was just sitting in the living room and I just walked past them all. You guys were plastered. You were a very happy Sean Barry. Yeah. But no, there's a next, there's there's two gears to you now that I, that I know. Mm-hmm. There's a drunk party Sean Barry who's dancing and slanging jokes and really carrying the event. Mm-hmm. And then there's other version of you that's just sunken into a couch. Oh, yeah. And just flying. Well, I spent I spent too much time outside. It was really cold. It went, and it wore you down. And then the second I stepped inside, I was like, oh. <laughs> you know what? Like, and then I sat down. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, do you actually, you know, I was kind of just waking up to <laughs> time to leave. Oh. One of my favorite things as a kid was my parents had a kerosene heater. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like playing in the snow and then coming in and oh, getting yeah. hit by that blast of heat. Absolutely. And then knock you out for two days. Yeah. The so snot th- just comes running out of your nose. <laughs> right out all of your fro- face. All that frozen snot melts. And- that healthy smell of kerosene yeah. gets into you. <laughs> uh, they really treated us good back then. It was a nice time to be alive. Uh, well, I'm glad you pulled through and you did not make any headlines. It was a pretty well uh, kept together affair. Yeah, that was very mild. Uh, but these people made headlines. So let's do it, Sean Barry. Let's Watch this. Oh, this is an interesting one. Uh, the Treasury Department, good news for you Americans, saying that uh, America has created 7 million jobs since Donald Trump was elected. All at Popeye's chicken. Yeah, no, you know where they probably are? <laughs> They're all lawyers and fact checkers. <laughs> it's all it is. It's comics. Yeah. Comedy writers, lawyers, fact checkers. Right. He's good for the economy because everybody fires gets a book deal. That's why unemployment doesn't go down. People get fired all the time, but mm-hmm. they get rehired as authors like the same day. Uh, but it's but supposedly seven million jobs. So I consider that whether whether it's his fault or not, whoever deserves the credit for that, I don't even care. Uh, just a good, good, good thing to hear if you're an American. I uh, just like the fact that it's going okay. Because you know what it is, man. Like, for real, people just tell me this in my in my cab all the time, that crime, especially like petty crime, violent crime, is like directly related to the economy. Mm-hmm. You know, people need money. Rob people. You need drug money. You need drug money. You need whatever the hell you need. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a bigger expediter towards a life in crime than if you, you know, have a couple of bucks coming in. Yeah, that'd just snap. Like, I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take any more. Kind yeah, of moment, that moment. guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that could have been me as a cab driver. <laughs> yeah. But what happens is eventually you just give up on life. Yeah. Like, the first year of driving a cab, you're capable of snapping and killing everybody. The second year, you're just thinking about killing yourself. And honestly, the only thing that kept me alive my second year of cab driving is that as a guy who uh, likes to write, um, I, I could never have agreed on a final version of a suicide note. Like, I never could have signed off on it. Like, I can't change this ever again. You had notes. Oh, it drove me crazy. I had an open word document where I would track changes, and I could never, like, the first version I wrote was from the heart. I thought it was good, but I could never sign off on it. And here we are. You imagine someone finding that note? Yeah. Like, and you hadn't offed yourself, obviously. Oh, I would know. No, but here's the thing. They read it and be like, oh, this is terrible. (laughs) Yeah. It's going, going with this. Well, then I'm, yeah, because no, no, I was also thinking like I write the suicide note, right? And I, and I think, because your brain is in such a bad place when you're doing something like this. And I think it's like a masterpiece. But then imagine people get to the bottom and they're like, yeah, it's a good thing he killed them. I mean, this is, this this was shit. Well, it's just yada, yada, yada. Yeah, and, oh, there it is. He said he was going to make a, make it as a writer. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> thanks for saving us all the time. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, boy. Uh, survey by Moonstruck Chocolate. 
found that the average American spends over $30,000 on snacks in their lifetime. That seems normal. That seems right. Yeah, I guess. Because, you know, you're just thinking about, like, um, $4 things here or there. You go to, like, a Dwayne Reed in the city or mm -hmm. pick something dumb up on a sidewalk. It almost sounds low. I agree. Wouldn't S you say snacks? that? Snacks? I mean, snacks are a staple. And they're, and they're you know? putting in, they're putting into snacks, like, the cat. We're talking, like, uh, quick... Um, uh, bag of chips, yeah. candy bar, so stuff like, like that. Cheese it, peanuts, peanuts, combos. You say peanuts? I did. I got a little <laughs> tripped up. I had a I had a Joe Biden moment. <laughs> yeah. You know, he starts slurring words. Oh, man. I was gonna say before the old Brian Regan thing when the uh, the waitress brings you your food. Enjoy your meal. You too. When, when you have one, sometimes because <laughs> you're not. Yeah, you're not doing that. Wrong. So take luck. Yeah, I don't know. Get out there and. Uh, Buy yourself a good bag of peanuts, uh, and don't spend too much money. It sounds like it's getting pricey. Yeah, I guess. I guess. So silly. A Maine man. It's a one of my favorite stories of the week, Sean Barry. Yeah. Maine man arrested creating a methamphetamines lab. So far, so good. Mm -hmm. Inside a children's playroom. At a church. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. He's not uh, running for president, is he? <laughs> He's in the lead now. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was one of those deals where you know they start the mass and then they bring the kids to a back room for like Sunday school. Yeah, and apparently he just went in there and, and cooked meth. My God, but cooked a reasonable amount of meth. Uh, it was honest, obviously on like an off night. You know, sometimes some places they don't lock the church. Yeah, I was about to say he must have had a lot of time to get that done, right? Doesn't? I yeah, mean, I've watched Breaking Bad, so that, this is my. I feel like I'm an expert in meth. And then you got the fly flying yeah. around yeah. the the. You can't concentrate. He can't. That's funny, um, but I guess he's going to jail for all of that. And uh, that's a crazy one to me. Yeah, man. Things like that go on all the time, though. I would bet, like fitting rooms. Fitting rooms are a big, you know, locale for something like oh, that. Yeah. Taking shits, apparently. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I just meant like oh. people doing drugs. Like we had a right. we had a great story on Kennedy where a girl went into a Target, just a Target, and mm -hmm. just drank a 12-pack. And it was great. But they had her on camera bringing it in. Uh. She left without it, made it out of the store Okay, um, before somebody in like loss prevention was like, by the way, that chick chugged a 12-pack. And they went and found her. But, this, but if she brought it in with her, what's the problem? No, no, it was their 12 pack. Oh, okay. Never she mind. took one off the shelf yeah, and, went and, and slurped it down. Even I know better. Sean Barry, the worst attorney ever. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. We won with highly educated. Yeah. We won with poorly educated. I love the poorly educated. Georgia police now have issued an update that they have identified the man we were talking to Robbie about earlier. Oh, yeah. Haven't caught the jogger, him, yeah. but they have identified him. Yeah, they so haven't arrested him yet. But You can't grope chicks on camera. I'm not saying you should do it off camera, but the point is, on camera. I think he was totally doxxed on like Twitter and stuff, like pointing out his name, his address, the whole thing. So it's over for this guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I think he's got like a wife, a couple kids. Like Really? Yeah. All right, now I'm on his side. This guy's got a lot of stress. This guy's yeah. got a lot going on. I, I think. I think even like Robbie said, he was just. Uh, he he thought it would be funny, and it's just not. You can't just. You can't grab someone's ass, especially. especially <laughs> well, Sean Barry on, coming up. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. <laughs> Look at that, the people's pants who's signing off for Shawnee. Um, yeah. No, I agree with you there. And uh, one more before I let you go, mm -hmm. Sean Barry. They killed Big Bird. Yeah. Death to Big Bird. Carol Kinney left us far too soon at the age of 85. It's the puppeteer. Yep. Handled Big Bird. Big Bird and uh, Oscar the Grouch. I don't have a lot of good, I don't have a lot of puppet material. 
Uh, but if you like puppets, uh, Google, check out Otto and George if you've never seen mm. them. Uh, one of the funniest things that's ever happened in this country. Yeah. Uh, I should issue a, I guess, a trigger warning is what you're supposed to say in 2019. Oh, yeah. Especially for Otto and George. Yeah, Otto and George aren't playing any defense at all. No. They're one of the greatest acts ever. It's, mo- it's mostly the puppet who's offensive. Yeah, the puppet. <laughs> Do you know the funny story about back at Pip's Comedy Club back in the day? Somebody stabbed the puppet. That's one of my favorite stories <laughs> yeah. ever. He was telling jokes about a specific Latino ethnicity, and the guy stabbed the puppet, and it was really crazy funny. Uh, one of the, my be- favorite puppet, uh, Vince D'Antona, was a comic who did Letterman back in the day, mm-hmm. and he, you know, he used to fight in his uh, fight, you know, do the fight with his puppet thing. And I remember the puppet called him. He's like, uh, get your fist out of my ass, and he goes, you Geppetto file. <laughs> That's a pretty solid joke. A Geppetto file. Like I'm, in, I'm into it. Uh, big shout out to Robbie Suave. Watch him on the Kennedy program Monday through Thursday on Fox Business, nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You can see me there as well. Uh, tomorrow, got a great one, man. Uh, Ken Krantz, one of my favorite comics around. Uh, on his comedy calendar this past weekend was opening act for Stormy Daniels. Oh, wow. She was appearing at like a bar upstate somewhere. Uh, and Ken Krantz supposed to be the opening act. I don't even know that it happened. I can't confirm, but I can tell you the poster's all over the internet. It's him sandwiched between her cleavage, and it's absolutely fantastic. So give that a, give it a check, and uh, check back with us tomorrow for Ken Krantz live in action right here in the studio, Sean Barry. Oh, yeah. Party's over. Nice to see you again. You too, buddy. Nice to see your eyes open all the way. Yeah. That was a... <laughs> wow. <laughs> you look like, you know, at the end of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest when Jack and Nicholson walks back into the room and he's mm-hmm. kind of been, like, lobotomized. Yeah. Like, I thought about putting the pillow over your head. And oh. I, I would have accepted it. <laughs> Shawnee, I couldn't. I wanted to get, I was just so happy to get home early. You know what I do at par. I love to leave a party. Oh, I know. No one likes leaving a party more than me. Because I do so much talking during the week. I actually hit a point where it's hard for me. Because it, it hurts. Because I've done that much to my face, my head. It all hurts. I gotta go. But uh, so naturally, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'll host radio for three hours a day <laughs> on top of all this talking. It'll be great. But yeah, I don't know. I'm a mess. But the show's over. Thanks for listening. Get the fuck out. Go home to mommy. Go home. Bye. Go home to mommy. Go home to mommy.